Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Facebook and pinned to the top of my Twitter account at Brandon Kravitz. We are live out here at Hourglass Brewing in Longwood. Uh, special thanks to our gracious hosts, Brett, Shane, uh, Joe was on the show earlier today. I look forward to sitting back with a cold one in uh, roughly 30 minutes. Just got to wrap up this segment here, break down my equipment, and then it is time to uh, to enjoy the evening and get into this weekend. A lot of what is coming up, we are going to predict right here, right now. Let's leave it all out on the line, our bold weekend predictions. As of last week, we're doing this a little bit differently. And um, if I am judging our own success, which can be dangerous, I think last week's new version of Bold Weekend Predictions went quite well. And we're going to keep to it. I have five Bold Weekend Predictions that I'm going to throw out there to all of you and to Tyler. He's going to do the same and we'll go back and forth. Mm. Tyler, would you like to start this week? I'll get us going. I feel like I got a nice little steamy one to kick us off. That is, so we talked about how somebody in that top five of the college football playoff rankings needs a fall. Most likely not going to be Michigan or Ohio State or FSU. That leaves Washington. They have a tough ranked matchup in hostile environment at Oregon State. But them Georgia Bulldogs, number one team, have to go to 18-ranked Tennessee. Georgia comes in as 10-point favorites here. And my bold weekend prediction, I'm not saying that Tennessee is going to come out on top. My prediction is this game is decided by a game-winning field goal for either side. Georgia is undefeated coming coming into this game. We all know this. They have ranked wins over Ole Miss, Missouri, Kentucky. But here's the thing. All of those were at home in Georgia. This one is in Knoxville. This is the toughest opponent that Georgia has had to play on the road all season long. This Tennessee team has been known to fumble. Uh, not Well, literally and internally. <laughs> they don't show up for big moments. They're in front of their home crowd. Josh Heupel will have his guys ready to go for their biggest game of the season versus top-ranked dogs. Georgia has a chance to fall on this one. And BK, that would lead, lead a path for your Alabama Crimson Tide to even advance a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're still probably going to have to play Georgia in the SEC Either championship. Way. So they got to figure, you know, they got to win that game. They win that game and they're in. So Alabama already has their path, whether Georgia loses this game or not. This is a big-time revenge game for Tennessee. You remember last year, Tennessee was rolling. They were the talk of the town in college football. Hendon Hooker was on his way to collecting a potential Heisman Trophy. Then they ran into a brick wall. Everybody in the world was on Tennessee. I, I was included because I was, I was sucked into it. Um, and, and they went up against Georgia. It was rainy, and Georgia just smacked them in the mouth. 
So I know Tennessee wants this one really bad. Of course they do. It's the number one team in the country, and it's the team that beat them last year. I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> this team scored seven points against Missouri last week, and Georgia's just in... They're in juggernaut mode right now. They've flipped the switch. They're blowing teams out. They're blowing good teams out. I don't think Tennessee can hang with them. Well, I appreciate your gumption, though, and I hope you're right, because that would be... Yeah, that would be a very entertaining way. Much more entertaining than the Iowa-Illinois game that somehow I've got myself mixed up with. Cannot believe that I'm going to have that on one of my screens at 3.30. Uh, this is the first Saturday in um, two over two weeks now where I've got nothing to do. There's been a, there's been a magic game the last yeah. two Saturdays. So uh, I'm excited to sit back and watch some college football for sure. All right, I'm going to give you one in college football as well. This is an either-or situation. Either Michigan or Ohio State receives a scare this weekend from their competition. So somewhat similar to what you said with Georgia and Tennessee, but I'm going with I'm going with some really bad teams here to potentially at least, and I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm saying that in it's similar to what you said about Georgia and Tennessee. I think either Ohio State or Michigan have to win late in the game in order to stay undefeated. Pretty simple logic here. Both Michigan and Ohio State play each other next week. This is a classic look-ahead spot. All those two programs care about is the game next week, but they both still have games to play this week. Michigan coming off of that emotional win at Happy Valley. Ohio State is playing 5-5 five and five Minnesota. That's a bad Big Ten team. And Michigan gets... Tua's little brother uh, in six and four Maryland. One of those two games is going to be close at the end. I was thinking about putting them on my locks list, but I just wasn't really sure which one. So this felt like the right way to do it. One of these two is going to be a really close game, and either Ohio State fans or Michigan fans are going to have to sweat this one out. It's funny. I put uh, Maryland, <laughs> thank God, was one of my bold weekend predictions a couple weeks ago that they were going to. Be tight at home versus 11th ranked Penn State, 51 to 15 final for that one for the Terps. So uh, this yep. might be the game. I think the Terps have it in them to hang with the big dog. They started the season out five and zero. Now they didn't have to play any real competition, but they were blowing opponents out until they had to go to Columbus to play Ohio State. Since then, they haven't been right. They lost four straight. Uh, they just ended that streak by beating Nebraska. You talk about Tennessee not being able to score points. They put up 13 points last week in Nebraska, Maryland. That is so. I see Michigan <laughs> high noon game. They're gonna. I think they blow Maryland out. The other thing is. I heard this uh, earlier on the podcast. Thanksgiving break is starting to come around for school, so students may be less... Uh, they, they might not even be on campus. They might have already be sneaking out early to head home, so there might be less student involvement. There might not be as much of a home field advantage uh, around hmm. the country. Not saying that that's a super deciding factor, but it's something to consider. Remember, Create some sleepy vibes. FSU's band couldn't travel to Clemson. Look what happens, BK. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That was, a, that, was a, that was a huge deal. Completely derailed the Seminoles I, season. I think it really <laughs> played a factor in that game. Okay, let's go to the NFL. I have that the Titans will not score a touchdown this weekend in Jacksonville against the Jags. The Titans have only scored two touchdowns on the road this entire season in six games. The Jags are going to pummel 
this Titans team. It'll be the first time since 2005-2006 season that the Jags have won three straight games against their divisional foe in the Titans, and this is going to be in dominant fashion for the Jags. And BK, I can already hear you overreacting to like a 28-6 Jacksonville win on Monday saying the Jaguars are back. Trevor Lawrence and that offense has self-corrected. They are a contender to go to the Super Bowl. No, they are not. They're playing a team that isn't very good, led by a rookie quarterback that has not done anything the last two weeks. The Jags are going to do what the Jags do, which is, in my mind, they beat teams they're supposed to beat. They lose the teams they're supposed to lose. uh, They're supposed to lose to. Jags pumble the Titans, and the Titans don't score a touchdown. I can't argue with you on that. I think this game could get ugly, too. I'm going to say this to you right now, though. I don't care what the Jags do to the Tennessee Titans. This will not be the game that suckers me back into Jacksonville. All right. I'm not saying I won't be suckered back into Jacksonville. I'm just saying it won't happen this week. I don't care. They could win 40 to nothing. Uh, uh, This game... This game should be easy for them. And they and really need to get that sour taste out of their mouth with a big blowout. They've got an opportunity. Will Levis has looked terrible. Let's go to the NFL on my end. The Josh Dobbs story, I think it hits a new level this weekend. I like what we've seen from the Broncos, but I am not buying it, at least not as much as I'm buying it with this Vikings team. I think they're for real. Um they keep losing guys they keep winning they keep replacing guys it doesn't matter kevin o'connell the guy is a genius and dobbs should be able to make enough throws against the so-so secondary it's in prime time so if they win it's gonna be dobbs mania around the country i mean it's i think it's already buzzing through josh dobbs has put his name we're talking about a full mania tyler it'll be dobbs mania people will start shaving their eyebrows if if this guy wins in prime time dress up like josh dobbs for halloween no more taylor swift and travis kelsey gotta dress up i like it and i think josh dobbs talk about we're speaking of tennessee and tennessee quarterbacks Josh Dobbs shows you a little bit of everything. I predicted that he was going to rush for 75 yards last week. He ended up short. He ended up seven rushes for like 45 yards. Josh Dobbs is a winner, man. He does what it takes. And I know that he was on the Cardinals, only got one win with the Cardinals. He was never supposed to accomplish anything with the Cardinals. The Cardinals were supposed to be 0-17 this season. They are supposed to have the number one pick and draft Caleb Williams. They might end up with that number one pick and drafting Caleb Williams. But Josh Dobbs completely changed the imagery of a franchise in the NFL this season who then traded him away. He's won his first two games in Minnesota. He doesn't know his teammate's name, has no chemistry with them at all, and he's still finding a way to win. Uh, I'm in love with Josh Dobbs right now. I think it's great. I want him on all my fantasy teams. Got him on none. It's a sad story, but we move on. (laughs) Stay with the NFL, and I'll go with the quarterback that the reason the Arizona Cardinals traded Josh Dobbs away was because they had Kyler Murray coming back from his ACL injury. I think that Kyler Murray passes for over 315. I'm going to set the mark. 300 too low. 315 feels about right. 315 passing yards versus the Texans. He did this twice last season leading up to his injury. Don't worry. This game is in Houston. 
Kyler Murray, both of those 300 plus or 300 plus passing games were on the road last season leading up to his injury. The Texans have allowed 250 passing yards per game. Um, Baker Mayfield just had his way with this team just two weeks ago in Houston. I think that Kyler Murray, he has a big comeback game. I don't know my side on this game. I will say 46 and a half. Every single competitive offense that has walked into Houston has forced the Texans to keep up with them. This game goes over 46 and a half, and Kyler Murray has a big day, 315 passing yards. Now, is that some wishful thinking in terms of fantasy? Are you starting this guy this weekend? I don't know what you're talking about, PK. I happen to have Kyler Murray. You're trying to gas him up so that you can get like 30 fantasy points. I happen to have Kyler Murray, but I think that the numbers are there for the taking, and we're being bold, so I'm going bold. I mean, the Texans' defense isn't any great shakes. The only reason why I disagree with you is because I think this sets up to be a Texans blowout. The Arizona Cardinals are are phonies. What you saw last week, that was, that was an Atlanta Falcons team that's completely quit on their coach. And I don't know why they continue to give this guy a vote of confidence in Atlanta. Arthur Smith, just every week this team is getting worse. It's the mark of a bad coach. And Kyler Murray had his little magical moments. He's a good quarterback. But this Cardinals team, their roster is one of the worst rosters in the NFL. The offensive line is still trash. He still doesn't have a great players to throw the ball to. Uh, Uh, Their defense is one of the worst in the NFL. The over is probably the right play. But usually if a quarterback's throwing for over 300 yards, that means they're in a football game. And I don't think the Cardinals are going to be in this one. So I... uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think Kyler has enough magical moments, and Hollywood Brown is a good enough receiver that hasn't had uh, a true throwing, passing quarterback throwing the ball. Now, I'm not saying Kyler is a true pocket passer, um, but he's more of a passer than what Lamar Jackson was when Hollywood was in Baltimore. I will say that. So uh, I think that that connection alone gets him to the mark. Uh, a big plays, a big opportunity. Then as far as the game being close, James Conner is one of the best running backs at punching the ball in the end zone. All they need to do to get hit to, is to get him inside the 15, 10-yard line. James Conner takes care of the rest. But like I said, I think the over here. All right, a little dissension in the ranks when it comes to uh, the Cardinals-Texans game. I'm going to go back to college. Give a little bit of love to Graham Mertz. I think he puts up his best stat line of the year. Now, it's going to take quite the effort to do this. He has had a game where he's passed for 423 yards and three touchdowns. He did that against the South Carolina Gamecocks. I think he's going to go wild in this one. Mizzou gave up seven points last week to Tennessee. That felt kind of fluky. Their defense is not that good. They're down two linebackers. This is not going to be easy for Mertz to hit this number. Uh, or surpass it, but I think he's going to ball out. The Gators probably lose because their defense stinks, but I think he's going to put up a really massive stat line in this game. See, I see the opposite. I think Grant Mertz goes out and has a stinker this week because it builds for the Florida Gators to go and defend home field and potentially come out in a rivalry game against FSU the following week, next Saturday. So, I mean, he Grant Mertz played probably his one of his better games of the season in hostile environment versus a really good LSU team. Not a good LSU defense, but you managed to put up 35 points in college football. You're doing something right. I think it's the complete opposite. Graham Mertz is he can't, isn't capable of having two back-to-back great weeks on the road 
Uh, I think Mizzou gets the better of Florida this week and comes out with the win. And then the Gators gear up for FSU. Talk about a look-ahead spot. The Gators have more to play for this week because they still need to get bowl eligible. They want to get to FSU at home in the swamp. I was letting you have it. Go ahead. That, oh, it, oh, my, I, was, I was waiting for it. Um, I mean, this was my my best pick, which we already touched on it last segment in your locks, but I'm telling you, Washington comes out with the win here. I know Oregon State is favored by one. Washington stays undefeated. Michael Penix emerges himself as a clear-cut finalist for the Heisman and the clear favorite for the Heisman. Oregon State has suffered with quarterbacks who can pass the ball and actually pass the ball. Cameron Ward for Washington State got his name thrown around, thrown in the hat for a Heisman candidate back in earlier the season. 400 passing yards, four touchdowns against his Oregon State team. And Cameron Ward, top 10 in passing yards in the country now. Michael Penix leads all passers in the country. I think he's going to torch this Oregon State defense. Oregon State controls the clock. They win the game. Shock Washington. Washington falls out of college football playoff contention. I think the Bears are beating the Lions. This is the NFL is a weird, wild and wacky place. I think back to last year, Justin Fields, he had a coming out party against the Lions. That was the game where he ran for like 145 yards or something ridiculous like that. The Bears kind of getting a little bit better and they have some extra time to prepare for this one. Their defense has improved their run defense, especially, which is how the Lions want to beat you primarily. The Lions are due for a letdown here. They play the Packers on Thursday night. Maybe a look ahead for them. A bunch of people are going to put the Lions in their teasers this week because the number's at seven and a half. Something fishy here. I think the Bears beat the Lions this weekend. Yeah, I I just can't support that. Justin Fields is not a consistent and good uh, NFL quarterback. He has, what, five wins in his NFL career? I can't back Justin Fields and the Bears ever. I don't even think they cover the seven and a half points for Ed. All right, give me uh, 15. Do you you have any left? That was it for me. I I have one that I can give you in five seconds. Let's do it. It's uh, four words. Zach Wilson gets benched about four, five, six weeks too late. <laughs> There's no way Robert Sala can continue to look at his team and say, I, I have figured it out. He's the guy. Oh. Get out of here. They got to bench him. Bills are out for blood this weekend against the Jets, and I think he gets benched. Let's zone out. Our daily zone out topic of the day brought to you by J. David Tax Law. Peace of mind, only a click or a phone call away. Uh, one last time, I want to thank the people out here at Hourglass Brewing for having me out. Gracious hosts, they put me back.